Welcome, everyone, to the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring, do bad, and good puck tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, with another edition of Puck Tales. Ooh. And the you know who on the other end of the woohoo is none other than my close personal friend, Alan Kosman, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Kyle. How are you? Uh, you know, too blessed to be stressed and too dumb to know the difference. <laughs> we wanted to uh, get you on because um, everybody should know you by now. Uh, you are the one that heads up the Ryan Graves fan page. And he's been making his way around the news here lately. Um, this episode will be dropping on Monday after the expansion draft and the dust is settled. And we have a good idea on who the Seattle Kraken look like. But we'll get your origins of your hockey story, where it started, and how the Ryan Graves fan page came about. So, Alan, where did it start for you with the game of hockey where you're like, you know what, I think this is the sport I can get behind? Um, probably with hockey cards, to be honest. I used to just collect hockey and baseball cards, and I started watching hockey night in Canada as I'm from Nova Scotia. Uh, and then I just kept on watching every Saturday night. I'd watch it and I'd watch in my parents' bedroom until it was too late for me to stay up and fall asleep with it in the background. Sometimes when you're still listening and you're sleeping, you know, that kind of really relaxing sleep. Then I started to get older and I'd be able to stay up later. So it was hockey night in Canada and a few of my friends were actually Leafs fans. So I kind of jumped on that. I mean, I didn't know anything about hockey. My parents weren't hockey sports people at all. So I've anything sports has all been on my own. So I never played the game. It was always just watching and being a fan. I um, kind of got obsessed with the Leafs for a long time. Um, but in the Early to mid-90s, after kind of their run stopped I into the playoffs, my life just got busy with school and college and all that stuff and the lockout. And I kind of fell away from hockey, and I never paid attention to the Leafs, and I never paid attention to any of it, really. I got into fantasy sports, and I started paying attention to players, but not teams. So uh, – the origins to the Ryan Graves fan page would still go back to my early sporting days where one of my best friends uh, growing up, uh, he was a, a pastor's kid and I used to, I grew up in church. So I, I used to go to his house a lot and he started to become an avalanche fan right out of the gates. And I mean, the avalanche logo, I know you, you Kyle, you're, you're a big logo guy. And so am I, we just, the cool logos just get this, they're just awesome. That just yeah. like kind of makes it. That's what catches your eye, right? That's yeah. what gets you on the team. So the Avalanche logo was it was phenomenal. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, plus Peter Forsberg, Patrick Waugh, Joe Sackick, 
I mean, Valerie Kaminsky and all them too, were not on foot, but it was the big three, right? That's what yeah. got you hooked. And so I was still technically a Leafs fan back then, but I mean, collecting cards, you knew who the players were, right? So fast forward to 2013, I guess. Um, Ryan Graves was drafted. Uh, you've, do you want me to start getting into this now? We can. I, but before we go to Ryan Graves, you mentioned watching – Hockey Night in Canada, and the hockey cards. I used to do yep. the same thing when it came to baseball growing up because my um, my granddad, he was, like, big into baseball, and, like, we had baseball cards. And, like, one of the things I used to do when you watch a baseball game, it's, like, when they would announce, like, Ryan Klesko coming up to bat because, like, I grew up a Braves fan. Like, I'm okay. like, oh, yeah, I remember I have a Ryan Klesko card. And you, like, run through and you look and you pull up his stats – because this is like before the internet was like a big thing. So you're looking exactly. at the, you're looking at the back of the card and you're getting his like his bio, his fun facts, his averages. Did you do the same thing when it came to hockey night in Canada and your hockey cards? Like if a player scored a goal or if somebody sounded familiar, you're matching up and you're researching through the hockey cards? Um more so than that, I used to take my hockey cards and I'd sort them by teams. And then other times I'd flip them all all together and sort them by by the actual numbers in the sets, and I'd go back and forth like that. And then like, so there was of course I had favorite players that I had a whole bunch of, but yeah, like every card I ever got, I'm sure I've read the back, the stats, and the bios. I'm sure every one of the thousands I have, and actually. I think I started in my origins with sports would have been in baseball first because I used to watch the Jays play Yeah. Um, on the previous networks. Like that, well, that was like 1995, the first memories I have of watching Blue Jays games, baseball. But that's where I would have got the origins to start sports stuff. And yeah, like that's it. There, there's no internet. But I memorized, like, I, I knew, like, certain players, like Dougie Gilmore back in the day with the Leafs or the Calgary Flames or whoever he played with. I remembered their stats and that they averaged, like, 30 goals a season or, like, 95 points in a season. I remember that stuff. Yeah, that was, and, like, the being a sports fan with the cards, like, that's something, I, like, I relate. It's, like, the pre-internet, like, that was your Google. And, like... Yep you would you would just memorize all of those stats and you're like oh man i remember this last set he was wearing this jersey and now he's wearing this jersey i wonder what happened there and you're like looking back and they always like notate the trades and everything exactly or their masks like the goalies yeah. the masks changed like it's 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 so cool like well i mean we've just been coming up with stuff today about certain certain cards that i kind of took out of my box and anyway decided to have a little fun online with them and maybe we'll talk about that later but well anyway well i'll I'll let you get on to your next question yeah (laughs) no i i i think i don't know if it's just like us in our age group and just be like the old like um man yells at cloud (laughs) like this is just like it's what we grew up with and like that physical tangible like media is what we would that was like our source to the sport we loved and i remember like back when like the nhl's tagline was like the coolest game on earth like in the 2000s and like they would come out with like those coloring books 
And it was like you would color in the jerseys. And this was like right when Minnesota and Columbus were announced. And like it was just like their stock logo because they didn't even know what the jersey looked like. And it was like you can color in the masks. Like it had a whole coloring book of like player mask, like the goalie mask. And then it had a separate coloring book that was just the jerseys. And then like you would have to figure it out and research and look it up. And you colored in. I remember spending hours, and I would tear the pages out, and I would put them up on my wall. <laughs> like I used, to, I thought those those were the coolest. And like growing up, like you would like customize your jersey by drawing it out and like putting it on the wall. And everybody, like that was just like the memories of like growing up as a hockey fan, especially like here in Alabama. Like you're, you said you're up there in Nova Scotia. Like a lot of yeah. similarities with like how we grew up. Even no matter where we are on this planet, like that same like hockey cards and just that that physical media that you would either create or you retain and it carried you to um to where you are now and uh i just i find that just incredible it's it's yeah the roots like they're so simple back then and how it's ballooned now to what it is today i mean it's it's unimaginable back then what we have today yeah and like for us to have almost like too much information like especially like going into the expansion draft and like the entry draft, you know, every little detail about what these players are getting paid, what they do in their personal life, you know, absolutely everything. And it's almost like too much information sometimes. And it's just, it's just incredible. And it's almost overwhelming at times, but like growing up, like we did, like if we would have told our younger selves, Oh, you'll know everything about uh, Nate McKinnon. And you can watch yeah. him. You can watch him on his Twitch streams, like yeah. It's it's just mind boggling. But and you were about to go into the Ryan Graves portion of your fandom. You said back in 2013, Gravy got drafted, and we'll continue yeah. on with that story. Okay, yeah. So Ryan Graves got drafted, and I mean, I didn't really pay. I I kind of followed him a little bit through his Quebec major years. So we got drafted with the Charlottetown Islanders from, I think, the Yarmouth Mariners or even the, the – sorry, this is going back before the 2013 NHL draft. He would have either gotten drafted from the Yarmouth Mariners, which is the community we grew up in, or the South Shore Mustangs. It's like a midget AAA team up here, so high school-age kids. And he got drafted by the Charlottetown Islanders – the PEI Rockets, sorry, they became Charlottetown Islanders. He then got traded to, I do believe it was the Valdor Fourer, which is a Quebec major team in Quebec, mm-hmm. Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, and then he went to the Quebec Rampart after that. Mm-hmm. But during those times, he made two runs to the Memorial Cup. And he was those, those, um, tournaments were aired on national television so yeah. I got to watch Ryan Graves back in those years and I think he played a couple of years after he got drafted by the New York Rangers in 2013 still in the Q League so after he was done in the Q League and after I watched him on national TV he went to the Hartford Whale or the sorry the Hartford Whale <laughs> <laughs> talking about stuff earlier here. <laughs> He went back in time, got in a DeLorean. <laughs> Sorry, the the uh, Hartford Wolfpack. So that was his American Hockey League time. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I flip back and forth on bet for this. <laughs> anyway, during one of his summer breaks, when he was in the Q League, he had, after I'd watched like, the first year of the Memorial Cup he was in, he came down to Yarmouth to see his dad and his mom. And because he stayed in PEI for the most part in Charlottetown, that's and that's where he lives today when he comes home in the summertime. Um, anyway, he, he stopped into my friend's gym. My my one of my best friends has a has a gym in town called Jones Gym, and it's actually a, a powerlifting slash there's strongman equipment there. It's a really, really, really multifaceted gym. There's lots mm-hmm. of different equipment there. It's not just your standard gym. And he stopped in there to see about training while he was home. And anyway, I talked to him for a few minutes. And I remember saying then, I said, man, I said, because I, I think he had been interviewed and stuff on TV or whatever, but I, I heard him in other interviews on our radio stations, whatever. You could tell he was a humble kid. Yeah. Humble. He, he knew that he had to work for everything he got. And he just had the great attitude and he was always getting better. And to this day, it's the same thing. I mean, people that have seen him being interviewed by the media in Colorado or even just lately in New Jersey, it's the same thing. He's humble. Mm-hmm. There's not a not a cocky bone in that guy's body. Like he's yeah. he's the kind of guy you want on your team. Yeah. And that's that's probably what got him to where he is. Yep. That and his work ethic. And so that's starting to creep up to where where the fan page started because it actually started in 2013 on his on the draft day, I think thereabouts. And, but I wasn't part of it. And that was because a lot of that, because of that personal interaction and him being kind of like a hometown kid is a lot of that. Um, what the origins of that, of that fandom and you get to meet a kid that was, that got drafted and you're like, you know what? This guy's got it. And you yeah. can, and he's got that, that hump, like, like you said, like he's very humble and he's a very likable guy. Like you can, um, what was it? I think it was Miko, like on Ryan Graves birthday, uh, like pulling the, uh, the earpiece he, away during the interview with Lauren Jabara. He said, that's enough gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Or it's time to go, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, he's like, "That's yeah. enough." Yeah, he goes, "That's enough, Lauren. It's time to go." And then it was that's right. Yeah. yeah, right after they won the game, and uh, yeah, he's like, he's a good kid, and I can just imagine. And I, uh, you mentioned the Quebec Rampart. That those were some really good teams that he was on. They were. They were incredible, incredible teams, and uh, I think that had a lot to do with like his his draft stock and his eventual start with the rangers and he didn't see a i don't think he saw a time with the rangers at all None. no he, he played preseason but he was always either the second to last or the last cut before they they made play and uh that was kind of disappointing it's like man like he know he can do it we know he can do it so go forward again because I, I still at this point I still haven't been part of the fan page just mm-hmm. just following the page um, and I'll get into who created it and the story behind that as well because that's kind of got some sentimental value um, so when he got traded to the, the avalanche it was kind of like when he got traded to the devils but we, I was excited Yeah. but there was a lot less into it than I am now um, and 
I was I was excited because I knew like, well, man, this is this is his chance. He's going to a new organization. I can I can be a fan of this team because yeah. to be honest, I did not want to be a fan of the New York Rangers. I did not. I don't blame you. So <laughs> I, I was I was pumped, and I think it was 2017, 2018, I do believe. Yeah. That he started playing because it was at the end of the year. It was in between 2016, 17, 2017, 18. And he was part of the, the Chris Begros trade, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was a free, it was around the free agent market deal, mm-hmm. the, tra- the trade deadline. And so he played for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I remember in. It would have been 2018, 2019. He got called up, and I think it was like December 27th was his first NHL game. And I, I stand to be corrected on that, but it was right around that time. And our friend Ryan Sonia, he he was the one that started the fan page. And from that point on, I started feeding him information because I started following Ryan's games on my own. I started following the stats and I would, I would post things on my Facebook and share things or I would send them to him on messenger and he would put them on the page. Yeah. So fast forward to a year later and this is when my fandom really started to kick in. And this is when Ryan Sonier um, brought me on. It was, it was Chris at boxing day, sorry, 2019. And he's like, Alan, he's like, how would you like to help me with the Ryan Graves fan page? He's like, we're up to 2,000 followers or whatever, which, I mean, compared to some pages, that isn't very much. But he didn't do any advertising. He just posted a few things here and there throughout the year. He wasn't busy on the page. And he knew how much I fed it to him, Mm -hmm. the info and stats and this and that. So I said, yeah, I'd love to. So that became a bit of an obsession. My wife would call it. (laughs) It's become a bit of an obsession. So it's fun. It's gotten me so much into hockey and it, 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 it became an excuse to really follow him and, and his games and follow the avalanche. So I, I dove deep into it. I started on Twitter. I'd never had Twitter before. I started following actually Connor McGahey was, was a big part of this. He was so so fun to listen to on the Altitude Sports Network, the Altitude 92.5 FM or 9.50 AM. Every game, I started listening to that, where we can't watch TV here and watch the games. Yeah. So, but after every game, I started posting stats just on the, on the Facebook page, just in numbers. And after a while, I'm like, man, this is getting boring. This doesn't look very good. <laughs> so, said to Ryan, I said, you know what? I said, starting this page for my, my job, I, I, I work as a firefighter and I'm, I'm a career firefighter. So my union local was the only one in the area who didn't have, didn't have any, any uh, social media. So we started it. I convinced them to start this. So I started getting into a little bit of graphic design just for the fun of it, for this mm-hmm. page. And I was like, you know what? I want to try this to make a stat sheet for Ryan Graves. So I did. And Ryan Sonia liked it and he said, all right. So we put it up. And by then we had started on Twitter. So we had made one for Facebook and Twitter. And after every game, I'd post gravy stat line. And that stuck. And people people follow it to this day when after every game, 
usually in the mornings because they were so late at night, mm-hmm. I'd post gravy stat line. And then so one thing led to another. And there was a couple other things. I, I Actually, Ryan, sorry, Ryan had made a little card of him last year. Ryan Sonia did. And that was the middle of August. And I'm going to tell you this story because this leads to kind of a pivotal moment in the fan page. Um, Ryan grew up with CF. He's always had, he always had CF and he delivered me the card that he had made that I'd bought from him to my workplace, the fire station. And I talked to him and he started coughing. So coughing to Ryan was a normal part of everyday life. Mm-hmm. That's what happens with cystic fibrosis. So, but this was a little more to him. And he said, excuse me, I've been coughing a little more than usual. And of course, this is during COVID too. This is 2020. And we're outside, so it didn't matter. But fast forward, I think it was a couple weeks. He had been in, he went into the hospital. And I remember him posting on his Facebook. He said, going into the hospital, my breathing, I can't catch my breath anymore. Probably won't be posting as much for a little bit. I'm kind of tired. So anyway, um, fast forward another little bit of time and I'm on a break uh, actually at work. I think I just got my hats to be honest with you in the mail that I was looking for avalanche and I, I, I flipped through my phone and all of a sudden this, this post came up and it said it was from Ryan's brother posting on Ryan's Sonia's Facebook page. Um, Ryan passed away this afternoon and that was kind of like, whoa, me and this Ryan Sonia, we weren't like best friends. We were, we were friends because of this fan fan page and through some other things. Um, But we talked a lot just over stuff. Like, do we do this? Do we do that? And we kind of got, a bond that way, or we would razz each other. If he was watching the Leafs game, how can we not watch the Ryan Graves game, man? Come on. <laughs> so anyway, when, when this happened, it was a total shock because he was always in another hospital. And then he, he, this time it was all of a sudden like, well, he's not coming out. Yeah. There's this, this is, this is it. Like Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's gone. And I said, well, wait a minute. Like, this is his page. This isn't my page. I was just helping him out. So what's going to happen now? And I'm like, uh, I, I guess this is just me now. And anyway, I, I didn't want to stop doing it because I was having fun with it for his sake and for Ryan Graves. I mean, it was nothing big. I mean, Ryan Graves is an NHL hockey player. He's got millions of fans across North America. This yeah. is just a, like a... a Needle in a haystack, but still, it's fun. Anyway, so I talked to a few people and whatever. People liked it. So I was like, well, I'll decide to keep it going. And it seems like it's been building from there. I guess maybe Ryan's still helping me out. Yeah. Helping me with inspiration. And a lot of times they'll see me put we on the page when I post on any of it, it's say we do this or we say that, or we like this. And that's because of Ryan Sonia. Um, I don't feel that it's my page to this day. 
sometimes I put I, but still, he created the page. I helped him with the page, and I'm keeping it going as much for his sake as it is for Ryan Graves. Um, right. I know that's kind of a long story, but it's 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 made the heart that I have in this page that much more because of it. Um, and so I enjoy it more, I think, because of that. Yeah, gosh, and that's that's like that is such a just an up and down like it's a sad story, but like you're continuing on like observing his memory because you know he would want you to keep going with it. And you guys yeah. it's and it's one of those things like just two members of the hockey community like bonding over like the fandom of a player that just kinda was like local and it you a friendship buds out of that and yeah. you're you're honoring your friend by keeping the fan page going and you could feel the heart in your fan page and i know you talked earlier about like your your hockey cards but like what you're doing with the ryan grace fan page now is you're basically being the hockey card for ryan graves on a daily basis yeah essentially yeah and you're now you're now working on new designs where you're bringing your fandom full circle from where it started and you're now creating different graphic designs that pay homage to where you started and um for those who aren't really avalanche fans or haven't been keeping up like ryan graves um just a about a week ago at this point was traded to the new jersey devils and i met alan through uh locked on avalanche um and our inaugural guest on here in puckberg uh christmas ellie he's the host and i that's where i met alan through there and he like kind of followed us when we me and chris did our fourth line minutes podcast for a while and uh that's where i met him and uh you could definitely tell the heart that you put in it and you're just like the heart that you have and it's one of those like connections like you're in like up there in nova scotia i'm in alabama and we talk on a daily basis yep definitely and it's the same with like chris um he's in new york and we all three kind of talk on a daily basis and it was one of those things when ryan graves got traded to new jersey a lot of the avalanche fans were more upset that we were losing Allen in the avalanche family than we were about Ryan Graves playing for the avalanche. Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot more posts about, Oh no, not Allen. And so many mentions and hashtags and up to the, uh, to the Ryan Graves fan page because of the heart that you put in it and your dedication to it. And now like, now sharing the story, a lot of people will know the motivation behind it. And I'm pretty sure you're going to get a couple more followers out of this and following you to New Jersey. And which don't tell anyone that doesn't break my heart. I like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that, that also made me happy too, because now you and me have that connection. Yeah. I, I, I'll be a, 
offshoot of the New Jersey Devils fandom. And, uh, Still keeping as an Avalanche fan because actually I really like them now. But. I told Chris as soon as that trade happened, I was like, he's mine now. <laughs> 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 I was like, I won in this trade. Uh, but no, it's <laughs> like you're you're a you're a great guy, and like the heart that you put in everything in this Ryan Grace fan page has been like it's noticeable and it's a wonderful follow. And when this episode does go up, the account will be tagged. So if you're listening to this and you're enjoying this story, give him a follow. Alan's a really good dude. Um, he's, I uh, consider him a brother. He's a, he's a really good dude. And what do you think about, before we get close to wrapping up this, uh, this Pucktails episode, I want to know, what do you think about Ryan Graves in New Jersey? Do you think this is his chance to find superstardom? Do you think this is going to be a good fit, or is this just a a destination and he's going somewhere else? Um, it's going to be a great fit. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. If if you listen to any of the interviews that Tom Fitzgerald and uh, New Jersey media. I don't know their names yet because it's all brand new to me. Um, it's they've they looked for him. They yeah. wanted him for a couple of years. This is what Tom Fitzgerald said. They've been looking for him for a couple of years, and they just couldn't do it yet. They couldn't pull the plug. So, of course, fast forward to now with the Kraken expansion draft happening tomorrow uh wednesday yeah which will be a couple be, be after what we after this recording mm-hmm. um the writing on the wall and i know me and chris maselli from locked on avalanche had talked about this at the start of the season that right ryan's probably gonna be on the fringe of being taken by the kraken because the avalanche are so loaded with players and their skill level that you're going to lose a good player. There's, there's no way you can't they're stacked from top to bottom. That being said, it opened up the perfect opportunity for New Jersey to take somebody that they really need. That's going to fit very well in their roster. And yeah, it's going to make him better because he's going to be in a better position with the team to take more of a responsibility out of the pie than he had in Colorado. Um, they want him for the penalty kill, which is what the avalanche used him for as well, but they had more people to supplement him. Yeah. So he's going to take more of a leadership role in this. Um, also the size. I mean, he was the big man in Colorado when Zadorov left on the defensive yeah. side. He's still going to be one of the bigger D-men in New Jersey. Yeah. Again, there were so many things that Tom Fitzgerald said that they wanted. And there's so many reasons why Ryan Greaves is happy to be there himself. And he said it. He said, they've wanted me here for a while. He said, it feels good to be picked up by a team. And it wasn't anything against the Avalanche. Like he said, he's like, everything about the, my, my, my time with the Avalanche was great. He said that the, the team was such a good team to play with. And you notice that. Yep. And, eh. and it's, it's crazy that the Rangers never gave him a shot and he went to Colorado with such talent and then made himself a star amongst all that talent. 
And I remember asking uh, Kyle Hall, the host of a belly up sports podcast, uh, the Broadway hat. And I asked him, I was like, do you think the Rangers miss and regret letting go <laughs> of Ryan Graves? And he says, absolutely. Um, but he knew he was never going to get his shot in New York for some reason. Um, yeah. And Colorado gave him that, that chance and he blossomed into a star and he had moments, especially with the absence of Zadorov last year where he showed leadership and hustle and he would give himself up for plays. He had that one miraculous save at the end of his stick. Like, like Gravy really made a name for himself in Colorado. And I really am of the belief that New Jersey is where he could become a household name in New Jersey. Yeah. I, I, I know this is where he's going to get even better again. It's like stepping stones for him. I mean, he so in Colorado he was the team leader in blocks. Um, New Jersey he he's if you plugged his stats in from last year to New Jersey's stats from last year, the one that just finished, sorry, he would be miles ahead of even the guy in second place on blocks. Yeah. In hits, I think he was. I can't remember now if it was second or third, but anyway, the one below him would have been quite a ways down and the one above him was close to him in Colorado. I think he was second in hits, but he's like, I mean, so their total blocks on their team will go up significantly just because he's on the team. And even if you take some of the other D men out that are going to leave possibly for the Kraken or wherever. And he's um, extra insurance from McKenzie Blackwood back there. Exactly, because of his penalty kill and his blocking. And, I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood didn't have much support this year from what I vaguely or minimally observed. And, I mean, who knows? This could, this could, this one piece could be a pivot point for that, for the team, just adding Ryan Graves to the roster. And closer to you, so you're not going to have late-night games. Yeah, I'm definitely going to benefit that way. (laughs) Whether it's radio or TV or not, it's still going to be earlier. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the Avs and the Devils will cross paths at some time in the 2021-22 season. And you can probably, I won't tell anyone, you can listen to Connor (laughs) McGahee. I think I'm going to have to. (laughs) He's the best voice in all of sports. I mean, all of sports. So I haven't heard anybody that compared to him. Nope. I've, I've said it. No all offense the- to any, any broadcasters out there, but Connor McGahee is a step above in the way he is. He makes it very fun. It's not just about broadcasting. It's about having fun. And I'll say that any day of the week. And it's a, it's a blessing and a curse that avalanche fans get him on the radio because when you try and tell people that you need to give this guy a shot, they think you're just being a homer. And just trying to say, oh, everything Avalanche is great. But, no, he is – stack him up against anyone. He's incredible. There's a whole fan base that follow Connor yeah. that will watch his – watch the games on live stream or watch the games on TV. They'll mute the live stream or mute the TV. And if they have PVR, they'll even rewind or whatever they have to do to match his voice up with the play. I'm, There's a I'm, whole bunch of us out there. I am. I have been guilty of that in many, 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 many games. <laughs> so, I'm it's not, addicting. <laughs> I was never the biggest Kenny Albert guy, so any NBC game that had Kenny Albert, it was a Connor McGahee game. 
So, yeah. Well, Alan, before we wrap this up, go ahead and throw out the socials where everybody can find the fan page and let everybody know what you're up to these days. And uh, yeah, just go ahead and throw those out there. All right. Uh, you can follow the Ryan Graves fan page on Twitter. It's at fan page Graves on Instagram. It's Ryan Graves fan page, all lowercase on Facebook. It's Ryan Graves fan page and it's all separate words. Um, that's all I have for socials. I don't have any, any audio, any YouTube or anything like that or TikTok. <laughs> um, you can find me, uh, at Lil Fireboy, L I L F I R B O Y eight seven. Uh, that's on Instagram and Twitter and, or Alan Cosman on Facebook. And send me a message. You can follow my pages. You can, whatever. I'll message back eventually. <laughs> Yeah, he's and he's a good guy. You got a, uh, you got, you are just a plethora of great stories, and you got a, you got a great heart. So, <laughs> if you, you got, have time to listen, you can ask for stories. If you don't, maybe hold off till you have time. <laughs> <laughs> but Alan, my friend, it was an absolute honor to get you on here in Puckburg. Um, the door is open anytime. If you ever want to come on and share more stories. You are a permanent resident here in Puckburg. Well, maybe we'll have some stories from a live game sometime that we can all share the same memories and talk about. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, if if <laughs> if we finally get that moment where me, you, and Chris can finally meet all in person and we finally show up to an Avs-Devils game, I'll probably show up in Devils stuff just to... <laughs> well, I probably will have to by then, but... Uh, see that's what that's we'll, what, see. we'll have we'll, see. we'll have chris and his av stuff i'll wear an avs jersey and my devil's hat and you can wear all devil stuff and it'll be just yeah. a nice we'll mix. be the mix and match yeah yep. <laughs> well yeah. uh alan it's been great having you on and anybody who um happened to stop by here in puckburg if you uh want to follow the show as well on twitter we are h puckburg on Instagram, we are here underscore n underscore Puckberg. Um, we have a Facebook as well here in Puckberg. If you would like to email me to come on and share your own puck tale, you can email me at here in Puckberg podcast at bellyupsports.com. The door is always open. Whatever team you're a fan of, whatever your story is, however you're affiliated with the game, here in Puckberg is a home for you. So feel free to reach out. And before we wrap up, one more time, Alan, thank you so much for coming on. It has been an honor, my friend. Thanks a lot, Kyle. Same to you. It's always a pleasure to talk. And everyone else, we will see you again on the next edition of Here in Puckburg.